Welcome once again to Devotional. This is Pastor Ariel, and this is a continuation to the Marriage Covenant uh, series, and we are focusing on handling conflict. So we are going to be continuing to look at where we uh, picked off at or left off at the sermon. Uh, we were looking at various ways of handling conflict. We, we looked at some of the sources and um, you can find those sermons at our YouTube channel at Oakwood SDA. Um, you can just search for that and YouTube uh, or Monroe SDA. Either one of those churches uh, have uploaded the sermons and I preached it on the same Sabbath. A little different in each one, but you can, you're basically the same gist. Um, we were looking at ways in which we can actually resolve conflict, you know, from the personality differences, intellectual differences, etc., the many sources of conflict that uh, can come up in a marriage. Um, and so we are looking at the third one. We looked at uh, choosing to be committed, being honest and fair, when handling conflict, not competitive, keeping our anger under control. And then we are going to be looking today in this episode, um, how to handle conflict. And this seems simple, but it's difficult when your emotions get in the way, but choose an appropriate time to discuss a problem. A lot of times, this is something that should be done ahead of time, not when the conflict has made both of you hot under the collar. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 7 and 8 says that there is a time to keep silence and that there is a time to speak. Now, Dr. Bakioki in his book says this, far too many fights come needlessly, become needlessly aggravated because the complaint offers um, fire when his partner really is in an appropriate frame of mind or trying to dash off to work or trying to concentrate on some long delayed chore that he or she has finally buckled down to do. Indeed, there are times when failure to delay or advance the timing of a fight can have cataclysmic consequences. Timing is crucial. So it's not when you feel like doing it or your emotions surface or you just become aware of the situation, then boom, now is the time we've got to talk about it. Um, you need to both kind of have an, a pre-crisis agreement <laughs> um, that this is how you're going to do it. You guys are going to have uh, apply these rules of thumb of when not to bring up a potential conflict causing issues. Not that you're not going to talk about it, but you're not going to talk about it under these circumstances just before a meal. Um, food, sharing a meal together um, is, is very important for the family. There's been countless studies done that uh, having a meal together with children helps diminish the amount of truancy and delinquency in the lives of children simply by the family eating together. There's something bonding that takes place. There's neuro neurochemicals that are released when you're sharing a food with someone else, which for me is powerful because in the book of Revelation, uh, the last church that uh, is so indifferent to Jesus, they're lukewarm. Outwardly, they're like saying, oh, we love you, but inwardly, their heart's not connected. Jesus makes his tender appear, appeal that he's knocking on the door, and if someone opens the door, it's not simply that he comes in, but he says that I will come in and we will share a meal together. Something that can really prepare for a heavy-duty conversation is having a pleasant meal and allowing the bonding to take place rather than bringing the issue before a meal and <laughs> losing that opportunity. So, plus you get indigestion. So just before a meal, don't don't just wait until after the, the food has been eaten. Of course, not, not right after it either. Enjoy the moment and wait for the right time. And actually, you need to agree on these things prior to uh, this, these conversations. Just before going to bed is also a bad timing. 
and just before going to bed meaning you are done with everything you're exhausted your minds are ready to shut down that is not the best place you know try to have a conversation uh, with a with a cranky child that you know is sleep deprived and we as adults we may have more filters pl uh, placed in our brains for inhibitions but those those are not the most conducive times to bring subjects topics um, that could be very controversial very conflict causing uh, just before having intimacy that's it. just like food um, allow the bonding to take place allow the, the moment to mesh you two together before you bring up these subjects um, just before going to work it's the same thing like just before going to work because what ends up happening is some quick shooting from the hip statements can be made that after you think about it you're like man I shouldn't have said that but because of the rush because of the pressure of time so you need to give time for these things so those are the things that you need to agree ahead of crises ahead of conflict that you're not going to do this also that the fifth one and the last one is that you're not you're not going to bring up conflict conflict causing issues during unrelated family crises be it a health financial employment you know my wife and i we've had some of those things you know where our girls get a uti or something and we end up having to dash to the doctor and that's not the time that I have to tell my wife, oh, by the way, my schedule has been completely revamped this week and the days that we thought we had, and those, that's not the moment to bring it up when we're trying to get a doctor's appointment and try to deal with a child that is you know, crying and it's hurting and et cetera. You have to agree that there will be time set aside. Not that you will wait for when you have time. That, that will never happen. You have to make time for this. And I've been guilty of you know procrastinating and letting, well, when we have time, when we have time. But um, I'm thankful that my wife has been gently persistent in making sure that we always make time. Because if we don't, then conflicts never get resolved. And you don't want to shove these under the, the, the carpet, pretending that they've been resolved simply because you're not talking about them. So these are not five rules on how to avoid conflict, but rather how to do it in a way that will decrease the amount of tension or poor reactions, etc. Being well rested, being fed, having that bonding experience, um, not having anything else, you know, di di distracting your attention. All of those things will, will increase the chances of the conflict being resolved because both of you are alert. You know, as I read that in Dr. Bakyoki's book, I put it right next to the margin. So I get, guess this works most effectively before you have kids. Because when, when is the last time, you know, you and I were rested after children, right? Um, but you have to ask yourself, do you make time for television? Then have no TV. Do you make time for your phones, tablets, you know, social media before going to bed? Then say, tonight, I'm going to say, honey, tonight is the night that we've got to talk about this. I'm not going to go through, you know, social media. I'm not going to go to the television. I'm not going to go to the computer. I'm not going to go to work for those of us that work at home, like myself. We're going to make time. And that's easier said than done. But if you're committed, just like that, that first principle set, right? You got to be committed. You got to be committed to this marriage. That part of the commitment will cause you to not delay and simply say, well, eh, the fire has gone out and so we can move on. No, you, you need to talk about it because this is what caused your marriage to grow. So don't delay in uh, addressing these conflicts, but look for that correct timing. Don't try to rush into it because your emotions are being provoked because you feel like, no, we're going to talk about it right now. As much as it is possible, always have joint prayer before the subject is discussed. That's the beauty about setting out a time, like an appointment, so to speak. Because if you know that at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, or after the, the kids are in bed tonight, somewhere around 9, 
we're going to sit down and have a, con con a conversation that potentially could create a conflict. Now you know, you see it coming. So before it gets there, invite the Lord into the discussion. In invite the Lord's presence. Invite His angels, His spirit into your heart and mind. He will um, provide the calmness, the capacity to hear, the capacity to, to speak um, in a way that is kind, respectful, and thus the conversation will be mitigated. So those are the five ways to provide the best approach in dealing timing.